0: Blaine and Mickey, 104.5, the zone. When you hear that music, well, that only means one thing. It is the return of the back. Coach Dave McGinnis joins us for his weekly visit, courtesy of our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Hey, you can't count on who the mock drafts are saying anybody's going to get drafted, but you can count on Farm Bureau Health Plans for better coverage, better rates, and better customer service. They've been providing Tennesseans with the home field advantage for almost 75 years. Coach, what is a mock draft worth in this world?
1: Well, you know what, it's fun and it, it's, it, it's good clicks, but as I say, I mean, it's, it's, it's just about as real as the imaginary neighborhood uh, in Mr. Rogers, you know, with, uh, with, with King Friday the 13th and the platypus family. I mean, that's just, about, that's just about where it is. We did a mock draft yesterday in studio there with Mike Keith and Amy Wells and Rhett and I, and we had so much fun, uh, so much fun doing it. We put some Easter eggs in there, made some trades. It'll never happen, but put some Easter eggs in there so people would be entertained. But I, I, all the OTP subscribers want you to listen to it. You'll enjoy it. But uh, I think we got probably the first two picks, like they'll come
0: off, but none of the rest. And that's the problem with those things. I mean, we're all going to get them wrong, but it's just a darn fun to do them and to read them. It just sucks me in every year.
1: Well, yeah, as I said, I've never been involved in mock drafts, but Mike Keith said, Mac, would you do one, you know, for the OTP and for Titans radio. I said, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I, I, am not going to get fired for not having the wrong, for having the right picks on those things for 31 years. <laughs> I could get fired for having wrong picks, you know, uh, you know, not in this. So we had a lot of fun doing it. The OTP subscribers will love listening to it. But as I said, there's some Easter eggs in there that they will, they will hear saying, Hey, that's not what they've been saying on all these shows where we're talking about it. And uh, that's what I want them to do. Find those Easter eggs.
0: I like it. Uh, Easter egg hunt with Coach Mack. Uh, he and Rhett Bryan also on Wednesday nights this will be the final one, uh, breaking down different position groups in the draft this week. It is edge rushers and cornerbacks. So we'll definitely ask Coach Mack about some of these guys during the visit today. You want to try to squeeze in a question? Phone line's open, 615-737-1045. We also got a couple of Twitter uh, questions we'll ask Coach Mack about. But uh, we're sure. just getting started here on Blaine and Mickey, 1045 and
2: yeah, coach, I just wanted to give you a statement. I've been saying, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's just kind of how I view uh the draft when you're sitting in the draft room, and you've been in those rooms and I haven't. And that is that the Titans free agency was about filling their needs. But the draft is about finding the best value of the player at twenty-two of any position. When you hear that, give me, I guess, your evaluation if that's true or not, and, and why. I think you're I, I think it it's it's along the lines of very true. Uh, but here, here's here's a caveat,
1: Blaine, and I think you will agree with this, and so will our listeners. It depends on where you are with your roster. Oh, this year, you. this year, now you've got you've got a few more holes than you've had. So the way that I look at it is much the same that you. The free agency they had some must that they had to address in yeah. free agency with that defensive front, but because of the truncated salary cap, they had to release some starting players because of money. So now that makes your needs a little bit greater, you know, as far as positionally in the draft. But I think your basic premise, you know, for a normal year and for, a, and for a, a, a roster that has not been depleted because of a truncated cap, I think your basic premise is spot on playing.
2: All right. We're going to play a little bit of I uh, I don't know what game it would be, but it's a time clock and you can only, you know, you gotta, I just shoot me real quick. Your answer. I'm going to ask you like five questions and, and it's going to be, you know, basic questions about the draft and see see how well uh, you do uh, come draft day. So here we go. We're going to start it up. How many quarterbacks will get drafted in the first round? Five. All right. How many Alabama players will get drafted in the first round? Five. How many SEC players will get drafted in the first round? All of them. <laughs> how many UT players will get drafted, period?
1: <laughs> uh, you know what? Josh Palmer will be drafted. Josh, Josh, Josh Palmer will be drafted. Yeah.
2: And Trey you know, Smith, probably, and Trey, as well. and Trey
1: Smith. So I'd say those two for sure. And in fact, Josh Palmer and Trey Smith both, to me, Blaine, are guys that uh, you've got to just take a look at traits and people rather than what was going
2: on on the field. Uh-huh. You know, and and so two. All right. And lastly, in the first round, how many who have more drafted offense or defensive players?
1: I think there will be more offensive players drafted in the first round.
2: Oh wow! We're well, on with Coach Mac giving us the Mac Attack. I like and, that exercise, Blaine. That's a nice <laughs> yeah. That, I rapid fire with Coach Mac. Yeah, we rapid, rapid fire with Coach, Coach Mac, man. Yeah, that's that's even better. I'll let you smart guys figure all that
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coach Mac. All right, Mickey, you got it. Hey, Blaine, uh, Blaine,
2: before before you
1: get off here, let me ask you something. Uh, aren't you working out a corner in this draft? Did I hear? You? Did,
2: did yes, I, you? I I trained uh, for the combine. Nate Hobbs. And I, I really thought, he thought I was crazy after I worked him out for a while. We haven't trained here in the last three weeks or so, but we went, getting up to the combine, I thought he was as talented as a Dory Jackson, but taller. He was about six feet, five, eleven, six six feet-ish, but he was very athletic. He could play inside and outside. He was physical. He understood schemes and systems. Uh, playing with Lovey Smith, he said, you know, some of the stuff was unorthodox a little bit in the cover, too. Uh, that they had him do they hadn't done before, uh, but I think this guy's underrated. I, and, and you know, a lot of people saying he's going late in the draft. Uh, it's almost impossible to me that he goes past the mid round. If anybody has worked him out of any time frame, they will see that this guy is. It, you know, he may not be as highly acclaimed as Adore was what he did in college, but as far as just his talent, and Adore, we know you know Adore was super talented. He was just as a talent and athletic and much more physical than a Dory Jackson. You know, I I, I did this kid. You know, I, I did this. Oh, kid well, your thoughts on that.
1: And they said, yeah, I think Blaine Bishop has worked him out. So anyway, I, oh. uh, he's number eight there at Illinois, correct? He yes, wore, he, that's him. He wore, he wore number eight and he, he played on the right side. Uh, and, you know, I, of course, I've got sources all around the country. Anyway, ask, ask about this kid. This kid is an athlete. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see on tape that he's twitched up. And then I did a little, you know, I, I asked some questions about him because uh, just of what you said, I mean, he's a legitimate high jumper. He was a legitimate high that's jumper in, in high school. I mean, he, 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 he was a six nine high jumper. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some hops. And so when, when, you, when, you, when you watch him, you know, what what I saw, I saw an explosive athlete. I saw a kid that could run. I thought just watching him, uh, I, I watched the Rutgers game. He picked one off there in the Rutgers game this year. Uh-huh. He missed three games this year because he got hurt. So I only played, yeah. I think, five games You know, this year. But t- just watching him, I mean, this is a guy that's very, very talented. Uh, I would say this: uh, that I wish you were still working with him because uh, what I would tell you to work on with him is being able to track a ball over his head. You yep. know, you know, you'll, you'll throw the ball, throw the ball deep. But as far as physical traits, yeah, and you're the physical part. You're right about now. the corners when you're going to play for in, in that in that system, corners have to be able to tackle. Yeah, because if you're going to play Tampa 2, those corners have to be able to tackle. But I kind of agree with you, uh, Lane, with what you said. You know, I, I've seen I. I I don't, I don't really care what anybody else thinks about somebody, but I think, you know, at the, at the, at the end, I think he'll be at the third a third day guy. But when okay. you start to look at him at the third day, I'm, I'm starting to look at the end of the fourth round on for that guy because to me, yeah. there's, some, there's some talent to work with. I think he had a little hiccup uh, in 2018. He was suspended there. Yeah. Right? But you got to dig on that, you know, and find that. But uh, I agree with you 100%. When I started looking at him, I went, this guy's an athlete.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. He and when I told him that, he said, "Well, I'm not gonna go in the first round." I said, "I'm just telling you what I'm, what I've seen him at practice to what I'm watching now. You're a much more physical presence. You just didn't go to a highly acclaimed school. You went to Illinois, and you were weren't on TV a lot, and you didn't return kicks, you know, for touchdowns. Other, but your talent is as good as his." And he well, thought I was really feeding a bunch. I said, "No, nah, man. I, if you know me, I don't, I don't feed people BS." That doesn't mean you're going to go first round. But what does tell me is you can have success in this league if you're coachable. And he he was very coachable. He was easy. And once you get your shot, it's going to be disguised. This guy could cover. I mean, he could cover. And he was, (laughs) yeah, I I like what I saw. So somebody's going to get a steal coach on that last day. Yeah, well, if you get to
1: talk to him again, tell him don't worry about the rounds you go in. Because let me say this. Yeah. You get in a building and you play well, you'll make money. Don't yep. worry about the rounds you go in. But anyway, I just
0: wanted to throw that in. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Mac giving us a Mac attack. Coach, we got a caller who wants to ask you about a movie. I know sports movies aren't always accurate, but Randy from Bowling Green wants to ask you about a specific movie that has something to do with this week. Hey, Randy, say hey to Coach Mac.
1: Hey, Coach, how are you? Hi, Randy. Thanks for calling in, man. So my question is, if you've seen the movie Draft Day, how realistic are some of those scenes or the, the war room there in that movie to what you've experienced? Randy, thanks for the call. I have seen Draft Day. I love Kevin Costner. Uh, that, that thing was like all movies. It's a little bit embellished. But, but there, are some things, there were some things that went on in that movie as far as the drama of a draft. It's not quite as dramatized as what it was made for in there, but uh, I like the movie. I mean, I, it wasn't one of those movies that I was watching because I've been involved in this in the National Football League draft for over half my adult life that I just said, no, nah, I'm not going to watch this. I like the movie. So, yeah, it's got, it's got some, some things in there that you can relate to, but just like anything in Hollywood, it's a little
0: bit over-dramatized. Yeah, the take the deal, you pancake eater, was my favorite line in the whole movie. <laughs> that, came up. that was not rated PG. I'll just say that, kids, uh, if you're going to watch the movie. Coach, back on with us. All right, the two cornerbacks that I see, if they take a cornerback at 22, and everybody's mock draft, it's one of two guys. It's either Caleb Farley or Greg Newsome. I'll ask you this, Coach. Both those guys seem to be fantastic players. Is there one of those guys that you think better fits what the Titans want to do than the other? Mickey, they both
1: fit. They both exactly fit, but they're two different types of corners. You know, they really are. Caleb Farley is, you know, is, is a big, long athlete. I mean, if you want, you want to just talk about raw athletic ability, I mean, it's Caleb Farley. But when you talk about him and the package that you've got to include, he's played corner for two years. He was a quarterback. You know, and and so he's still got uh, quite a bit to to learn there. We're talking about his physical characteristics now, but he's long, he's limber, he's loose, he's very supple. He's a good match. He's a good match corner. Uh, that guy's got it all physically that you'd want that you'd want to to have. Except now you've got to get involved in with, with his his physical well being. You know, he has the microdiscectomy, as everybody knows, very, very recently. That's not the first issues he's had with his back. I don't have all the medical information like I would have if I was working for a club, but, but he's had a knee issue before, too. But physically, he could do anything they wanted him to. Newsom, Newsom is, a, is, is a guy that is, is really, really a, what you – I would categorize him as a good athlete. He's not an elite athlete, but he is a good football player. He could play both. He could play both for you, too. Uh, look, slot corners are starters in the National Football League, and Newsom is just a guy that knows how to play the game, and he plays it at a fairly high level, and he plays it at a very, very consistent level. Both of those guys would fit what they do. They're two entirely different types of defensive backs, but they both would fit what the Titans do.
0: On getting the Mac attack here with Coach Dave
2: McGinnis, Coach Mac,
0: joins Blaine, and me.
2: Well, coach, I, I guess give us um,
0: besides uh I know you guys are doing
2: cornerback and, and, and pass rushers, but kind of give us the middle round guys that bring a lot of value. You say, hey man, this guy can come in and contribute. You know that third, especially when he's got, you know, three picks, you know, or so within that, you know, third and fourth round that they bring a lot of value to be a very very good backup who will get in the rotation you know and could put in maybe five sacks, maybe what a veteran defensive pass rusher could bring to the table, but you'd have to pay him a lot more money.
1: Oh say, so, okay, so you, you want to go, you want to go, you want to go with edge first. That's what you're telling me.
2: Yes. Uh-huh. All right, let's go with let's go with
1: let's go with edge first. And so you're talking about, you're talking
2: about, you're talking third round? Yeah, mid-round guy, third, fourth, fifth, you know, some guys that you say, man, this guy, he can help us out.
1: All right, well I'm going to I'm going to start with a guy that that I really don't know where he's going to be just because he doesn't have a whole lot of, of tape. Okay. But I don't know where Russo is going to be just because mm-hmm. there's so much varying, you know, thoughts on him mm-hmm. because he's he's had a very limited view. This is a guy that's very raw. The, that's got big physical characteristics that you'd look at. You look at this guy, you think he might come in and be a 275 pounder after his second year in the league and might just be a monster, you know, on the inside, you know, with the pass rush, but let's go, let's go to the edge. You want to the edge, Carlos Basham at Wake Forest. Carlos Basham at Wake Forest is a guy that I like six, 281 pounds. He's a three year starter there at Wake. And uh, he is He's really he he's a guy that that controls whoever he's going against. And I and, you know, and I like that. Now, is he is he super twitched up? Not, you know, I wouldn't say he's an elite athlete twitched up, but I like his game, the way he plays. Joe Tryon from Washington, 6'4, 263 pounds, one year starter. Okay. He's a one-year starter at Washington. But but I mean he when you look at him on tape, this is a guy, this is a guy that makes that that you can see he's a work in progress, and you need to, he he needs some real refinement on his pass rush skills. But to me, I think he's a future starter. Joseph O'Sai from Texas. You know, this is a guy, Joseph Osai from Texas, 6'3, 255. He's a two-year starter down there. I think he will be in there, and let's stay in the state of Texas. All right, for a guy that I like <laughs> that nobody talks about much. Is uh Peyton Turner from the University Houston. of, Utah. yeah, you know, Peyton Turner, 6'5, 270 pounds. He was a three year starter there, and his effort is exactly what I would want to coach. He is the way that he plays, he's high cut, okay, and so he's going to have to learn how to keep everything balanced, you know. But I, I like him, you know, quite a bit. I'll give you one more from down that way is Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, 6'3, yep. 248, not quite as big. But he's a three-year starter, and he's got really, really strong hands. This is a guy – and, Blaine, you know how important hands are on defense, especially in the National Football League. Hands are important because a shock and shed ability is, is, is vital. You can be as fast as you want to be, but if you can't get off a block, you can't play defense. Those are some guys for you.
2: Oh, I like that list, there, Ooh. coach. Yeah, because those guys can I like how you say, you know, potentially starters with the you know, the right coach, especially when you got Vrabel, who that's kind of his niche. You know, oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah. So that, Oh, wow. That's powerful right there. Got a guy that can contribute right away. Uh, as he develops over time, uh, maybe even sooner than later, don't know how quickly those guys develop, but we're over with coach Mac and giving us the Mac attack. I know Mickey has a list of, uh, I think three guys that, uh, fans mm-hmm. were asking about when we put out the questions, go ahead, Mickey with, with those, uh, those players.
0: Yeah, coach, uh, just put it out. Hey, if you got somebody, it's the last pre-draft talk with Mac, so who have you got, uh, Clay, who's a big Vanderbilt fan, wanted to ask about Dayo O'Dangbo, who we've talked about a little bit before. He also asked about the linebacker uh, Andre Mintz. I'm curious to get your thoughts on those guys.
1: Now, let's talk about Mints first. I think Mintz will be a free agent, okay? He'll, yeah. He will be a free agent. He will get into a camp. But, I like. I mean, he's, he's, he's a pretty good key and diagnosed dude, you know, behind the ball. I like, I like Mintz because uh, he can play several different places. But I really think that he will be a free agent player. Uh, the other one, Dayo I really like this player. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. I like this player. I I, I do. And I, and I know he ruptured the Achilles. And if he hadn't ruptured the Achilles, I think his game translates to the National Football League even more so than it did to what they were doing at Vandy. You know, I've seen him on the field in person. He's got length. He's got chase. He's got some nuance to his game. And plus, this guy is going to get stronger. I like this player. I do. And someone is going to draft him knowing that he may need some time, just like, just like what big Jeff did, because you know, that, that ruptured Achilles that he had getting ready for the draft, that's going to be something early on, but I like, I really like that. He will be drafted. He'll be drafted in the middle rounds. And, and he he caught my eye when I was there on the field watching him. Mitz is a great effort player. I think the kid will get into a camp, but Deo will
0: be drafted. There you go, Clay. Good stuff with coach Mack and Noah asked, and Again, Red and Coach Mack, each Wednesday night, if you're missing these, you're missing out. They have been breaking down different position groups. So tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, 7 o'clock, it'll be edge rushers and cornerbacks. Last question, though, Noah sent this in. He said, I'd love to, to hear a tight end discussion. He said, I think Trimble is the best option fitting our system. He's talking about Tommy Trimble from Notre Dame. Coach, this dude, I know he didn't catch a whole lot of balls at Notre Dame, but everything I read about him is he is a holy terror as a block.
1: Well, let me tell you why he didn't catch a lot of balls at Notre Dame. They didn't throw a lot to him.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, that, Not- that, that,
1: that, it's hard to catch him if they don't throw them to you. But yep. his, block, his blocking ability is really good. He is one of the best contact blockers, uh, you know, from an, from an on and off position there because a lot of blocking is being able to attach and then move people. He, he, he's got a great attachment ability. He's got a, he's got a great initial six-inch Cobra punch. When he gets into somebody. And then plus, they use him, they moved him some. I mean, he could play, he could play a move, a move wide that you could back off, you could change strength of formation with. He could block from the backfield in those counter O, we call counter OHs, where the second tight end is the move guy that's swabbing a hole, coming through, you know, behind a guard. I like this player, but he's an excellent, excellent blocker. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure he's just that. I think that he's a decent athlete. And as I said, don't let his non-catch numbers bother you a whole lot. They just didn't throw it to him.
0: Coach, we're, we're over our time, man. This segment always goes by way too fast. That's 20 minutes in the blink of an eye. People who want more of this stuff, tomorrow night, you and Rhett, 7 o'clock here on The Zone, and also the OTP podcast, even with mock drought, with Easter eggs and trades and all kinds of stuff. So there's plenty of Mac out there for people who are looking for it.
1: Yeah, on the OTP, just, you know, subscribe and, and listen to the mock draft. And as I said, we had we had some fun with it, and Rhett and I, you know, did it so that we wouldn't know what the other one was taking, and then we made some drafts that nobody would ever make. And, but you know what? Again, as I say, that's what mock drafts are.
0: Amen. Thank you, Coach. Uh, we'll talk to you later this week, I'm sure. Guys,
1: love being on with you. See you, Blaine. See you, Thank you man. you, Coach.